Welcome, welcome, welcome to Hoops Zooted. Uh, it's nice to see everybody tonight. You know, it's been a it's been a rough week for me. You know, I've I've been sick this week. I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. Um, and you know, so so I'm not smoking tonight because um, you know when you get sick. You know, it's such a drag. You know, at least for me personally, to kind of smoke. You know, because you're already congested and like just makes you feel just blah. But like when you're sick, edibles are wonderful. They are better than painkillers. They help you sleep and they don't make you feel crappy the next day like painkillers often do. You know, I I love, love, love edibles. So tonight, you know, that that is what I'm doing. I'm on a little bit of gummies tonight, about 48 milligrams deep. So, you know, I... I took them a little over an hour ago, so I'm already flying high. So it's great to see everybody, you know, but like, you know, as we always say here, you know, you know, plants over pills. So, you know, those edibles have helped me get through sickness so many times and helped me get through COVID last year. And I'm, I'm grateful to that. So anyway, you know, how are you doing tonight, Colin? Hey guys, doing well, doing well. Uh, yeah, had a had a pretty pretty busy work week, but happy it's the weekend. Happy it's Friday. Uh, I'm I'm glad that you're not smoking today. I can I can carry the banner for the team here. Uh, I got some Noah's pre rolls from the dispensary here in California, so got a little fuzzy there. But uh, so yeah, I'm gonna be smoking a pre roll tonight. Uh, so yeah, nice. excited. Excited to talk shop. We got a lot, lot to talk about. <clears throat> yes, we do. We got a lot to talk about tonight. So we've got we got a couple guests tonight. So you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and introduce our first guest. Our first guest is, you know, a guy that I've really you know connected with a lot in the past year, and like he and I have really clicked and had a lot of fun. And you know, good friend of mine on Twitter, and you know, I I, I love this guy like a brother. We've got. Born Rebel, aka Zen, aka aka lover of tasteless jokes. How you doing, brother? <laughs> oh, you might be oh, on mute there, Zen. I think you're muted, Zen. Ah shit, excuse me. Yep. <laughs> no uh, you know, yeah, I was uh thinking of a tasteless joke that you know so much that I didn't press <laughs> mute, but Hey man, absolutely! Look, my admiration to you. Definitely love you, uh, like a brother as well, Evan. Um, and so, thank you so much. Uh, shout out to Colin. You guys are my bros, and I'm uh, shit. I am fucking honored to be uh, to be here on Hoops Zooted. Yeah, man. Welcome, welcome. Appreciate it. Uh, and then we got another guest as well. Uh, oh, we got. Oh, sorry. I, sorry to interrupt you there, Colin. I, I I forgot to say before I introduced them. You know, like, you know, smoking. You know, it's not required here. We we welcome everybody. You know, Zen Zen is not a smoker himself, but you know, it it is just strongly encouraged. So I I just wanted to jump in there before we introduce our next guest here. So it's it goes for every every one of our guests. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. So my our next guest here is my good buddy, uh, a fellow. Fellow member of the Loud Pack, uh, had a, had a rough night last night, but we're still here. Uh, yeah, my buddy, my buddy Justice, uh, aka uh, Extend, uh, 
Master Troll, Master Deepfake, uh, and diehard Milwaukee or diehard Wisconsin sports fan. So, uh, Evan, if you want to bring them in, that is above my pay grade. Justice, welcome. What's up? What's up, man? I'm for real, for real, man. Like Zen, I'm honored to man be talking, chatting with y'all, man. Um, on, on the herbal tip, um, you know, for my job purposes, I, I don't want to go too much into it. I don't know, you know. Well, they won't find even if you find this shit. You know, I do want to ask y'all something. Yeah, um, man. Currently, in my in my current state, like like really shit. Like I've been honestly, I've been trying out this THCA shit. Y'all heard of that? Y'all seen that? Yeah. Yes. What 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 are your thoughts on that? Because that's really like my area. I haven't tried it yet. I haven't. So I haven't tried it either. I know there was, it's kind of like the new version of Delta 8, which was really popular like last year. So normal, mm. normal, like standard cannabis is, is Delta 9 THC. And then last year they like, they came out with Delta 8, which was kind of like a loophole where it was legal in all states, but it sort of made you feel like weed. Uh, I tried it. I didn't love it. Uh, definitely it wasn't the same as, as Delta 9. But no, I, I've heard THCA is much better than Delta 8. I haven't tried it, though. But you've been you've been on that grind? Yeah. It's, it, it, um, I tried, I try like, a Pineapple Express, uh, Pineapple Express strain of it. It was, it was all right. I mean, the nice. Muncie's definitely hit. Nice. Muncie's <laughs> definitely hit on that shit. Hey, sure. I know how that goes. But, um, but yeah, mostly I go – I've been – I, like well, I haven't been since last year, but I'll go to DC and grab some shit. That's like there the nearest outlet for me. You yeah, know I mean? but I wasn't really impressed with their shit. I mean, it was okay, but um, to me, Seattle, to me, the be the best shit I've had was has been in Seattle, Washington. I don't know if y'all, you know. Oh, for sure, dude. My parents live there. up in that area, and anytime I go visit them, uh, first of all, it's like half the price of California. But obviously, it's legal in both Washington and California. But it's like half the price in Seattle. Their taxes are like nothing on THC products, whereas the California taxes are like insane. Um, and yeah, they got some. They got some really strong, really good stuff. So uh, yeah, love love the Washington cannabis market yeah. for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, it's obviously excited to have Justice on here as a as a diehard Wisconsin fan. Uh, we got a couple of big things to talk about. Uh, we, we had obviously our, our Packers had a rough night last night. We're not going to get into that quite yet. Uh, but we do yeah, want to talk about, uh, we do want to talk about your Milwaukee Bucks justice. So, uh, since we last cool. talked, Evan and I were talking about what the Dame situation last week, we were kind of rolling our eyes at, uh, at just how long it had gone on and how, how long it's drawn out. Uh, and so of course, finally a blockbuster trade goes down. Uh, this week, so I'm just going to quickly uh, re read through it. So uh, the Blazers got it was a three-team trade with the Bucks, the Blazers, and the Suns. The Blazers got Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Tumani Kamara, and a 2029 first-round pick and a pick swap. The Suns got uh, Nurkic from the Blazers, Nasir Little. Keon Johnson, who I think they've since waived, and Grayson Allen, uh, and then the Bucks got got Damian Lillard. So, uh, yeah, I guess Justice, we'll we'll have you start it off as a as a Bucks fan. What are your thoughts on this trade? <clears throat> I mean, I, I mean, I just kind of turned the lights off on that. I, I didn't think nothing was happening. 
you know, I thought it was Miami <laughs> or bust. <laughs> so when the news broke, I was like, really? Holy shit. Like, I mean, yeah, you can't help but feel excited, man. Because, I mean, Drew, you know, you know, shout out to Drew. He got us a championship, bro. Instrumental in that, you know. But, uh, man, the 7 to 21 shooting nights, man, the 6 to 18 shooting nights, you know, in the playoffs, uh, that was that was kind of his downfall right there, you know what I mean? But um, so with Dame, I mean, yeah, I mean, as far as Bucks fans, it's just frustrating, you know, the offensive lows we go through. Like, yeah, even against that closeout game against Miami, we were up by 15, whatever, something like that, and they just couldn't score down the stretch. And my, you know, Miami ended up coming back and eliminating them. So hopefully, Dame can solve some of those offensive droughts. Yeah, you guys definitely do need more scoring. You know, but yeah, you do you do lose some defense though with losing with losing Drew Joe though. So like, yeah, it's it's a trade off, but like it's it's a nice trade off when you get Dame though. So like, yeah, I I I think it's a good matchup, and yeah, I think it makes you the favorites in the East now. Yeah, I mean Boston, you know Boston's still there. You know, we really gotta get past them. So I mean, it's you know as far as Bucks fans, I mean I don't yeah, know how the Lakers it's- gonna be this year, but. You know, yeah, it's and, the playoffs or bust. You know, regular season is just whatever. Yeah, and what happens if Boston is ones that one that picks up Drew off of Portland? You know, because that's that's what's happening Ooh. right now. Is that you know he's getting shopped around, and they're one of the teams that are getting talked about it. Like you know, like yeah, just if he comes back east, like yeah, that's rough, man. <laughs> yeah, what about what the would Lakers? be the framework for that? Uh, like the Lakers. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know what the framework would be for that. Okay, yeah, um, have to look into that. It's just, but I've just heard that, that was they're one of the teams that you know have been speculated, you know, and the Lakers, you know, people keep talking about that, but like it's not really, it's not really possible. It's not going to happen until at least December fifteenth. You know, it's just like you know, there's only a couple people on the on the roster that are tradable. You know, it's LeBron, JHS, and I think it's Max. You know, at this point, so like. You know, there's there's not the money to match at this point, and you know, none of those guys are going to go anywhere at this point. You know, they're they're part of the, you know, new continuity moving forward. I don't think anything's going to, you know, we're not going to mess with that continuity until at least December fifteenth. You know, that's the way I see it. What about D'Lo? Yeah, D-Lo well, that's kind of the uh, that that was the first. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's the possibility, but I think we're going to give him till December fifteenth. Is my point. Yeah. Zen, what are your thoughts mm. on the uh on the Giannis trade? Or I'm sorry, on the on the yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, let's not we're not doing that. Um I have to look for the okay, so first I gotta say, I gotta shout someone out and give them uh his flowers. His name is Reed Jones. Um he he's a contributor for Behind the Bucks. So, two nights before, no, the night before the trade, we're in playback. We're in playback, uh, doing a watch party, and it's a game from, I think, 2021. No, no, 2019 between Lakers and Bucks. And so I invited him as a Bucks fan and, you know, just, hey, talk about the season, this motherfucker called the trade. And I'm not saying he was, he wasn't talking about the trade. Yes. He wasn't talking about the trade as if he had inside information. He was talking about it as he was like, look, 
Miami doesn't have anything to offer. Uh, Toronto, they don't want to give up uh, those uh, players, uh, OG and Anobi, um, um, and uh, what Barnes. They don't want to give them up. He was like, not going to go to Philly. They definitely don't want James Harden. He just started chopping it down. He said, yeah, uh, you know, Milwaukee's the best place. And I and I was thinking, oh, shit, what, Chris Middleton? He said, no, 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 no. It's going to be Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, um, Shaden Sharp, and then we're, we're going to have to get a third team. Um, and he's just, like, so calm, and he's – and. You know, from the PGM guys, King thought he was full of shit. Tony thought he was full of shit. KB came and thought he was full of shit. And they were like, man, this guy is full yeah, of shit. Yeah, I thought he was full of shit, too, before it yes, happened. Yes, and, and all of a sudden, when the, when the announcement was made, it was like, holy shit, the motherfucker called it. And I had to message him right away. And no, right when I was going to message him, he was like, what did I tell you? I said, man, I'm literally... In this message box, in this DM, sending you your flowers, he called the trade unbelievable. But look, my thoughts on the trade, I think it's they, – they they have to be the favorites in the East. I think Boston – Boston, I don't think they're going to get to the conference finals. Uh, Boston took a huge step back uh, losing Marcus Smart. And it's like you lose a person that is your defensive anchor – also, you can say is a leader on the team. He holds the uh, super, the two superstars accountable, and you replace him with his polar opposite, someone that is injury prone, someone that has kind of a passive aggressive personality, um, doesn't play good defense. I just don't see Boston being there, but Milwaukee, I'm not going to be blasphemous and say Shaq and Kobe. But I can't think of a better duo that the two players' skill sets complement each other better than Giannis and uh, Dame. So, um, yeah, Evan, yeah, they, I know you want Evan. I know you want Lakers Celtics. I want uh, I want Lakers Bucks. I know you know year Kobe, eighteen each team going for the eighteen title, but Giannis. And AD, they got to match up against each other. Yeah. So like, you, know, you you have to match up. So this is like some Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain thing. Yeah, I, I agree. Your your argument is strong. Like you know, like from a fan standpoint, like yeah, like seeing that from a fan standpoint would be freaking awesome. So yeah, your argument is strong, but it's like, but yeah, it's just my heart. Just I I just want I want this generation to understand what it's like to kick the leprechaun in the balls. Because it, it just yes. feels so good. You know? <laughs> of course. Fuck Boston. <laughs> yes, fuck Boston. And yes. the only thing I'll say, Zen, about uh, the Giannis AD matchup, I, which I'd love to see, by the way, and it would be a Giannis AD matchup. That would be the main storyline. But I think just like on who would be guarding who, I think a lot of the time – it would actually probably be AD and Brooke Lopez matching up. I think Giannis plays a lot of the four for the Bucs. Uh, certainly he plays five at times, but uh, I don't know if they would necessarily be guarding each other all the time. And so for that reason, I would I would probably rather see the see the Celtics. But, hey, I'm not – beggars can't be choosers. I, we're, 
if we're in a championship, I really don't care who it's against. You I'm, know I'm what, happy. Colin? I'm going to say this, and you guys know how much I'm critical of AD. I think AD and Giannis would look at each other and both tell their coaches, I got them. Because we're talking about Giannis, who is an offensive force. AD, who is the best defensive player in the league. It, it's one of those things, like, we're talking about a clash of the Titans. And we don't get that often. Like, this is the stuff that legends are made of. And I'm not hyping it up. Look, 09, we didn't get Kobe and, totally uh, and LeBron. Okay? If we're looking at clash of Titans, we got to go back to the 80s. Showtime Lakers. And I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think Bird and Magic guarded each other often. Different skill sets. But and yeah. then also magic, magic was magic mm. defensive skills could not match Bird's offense. That was more of a Michael Cooper thing, right? Well, yeah, Michael Cooper and James Worthy, yeah, Michael yeah, and James Worthy, so early and Worthy later, yeah, yeah. So I just think that I think Giannis and AD they would both tell they would tell their hey, I, I got them like they cannot duck the smoke, uh, and even. You're, if Lakers win, Lakers win a championship, and uh, AD had the was the primary defender of Giannis. What the fuck could I ever say about AD ever again? Uh, yeah. you, hey, you get hey, you got a great Shut point me there. Up. You know? Shut <laughs> me up. Shut oh, he's going the to. Fuck up. He's going to, bro. Don't worry. Uh. But yeah, so extend in a in a hypothetical or sorry, justice in a hypothetical scenario, uh, seven game series. Everyone, both teams are fully healthy. Who do you got, Lakers or Celtics? Lakers versus Bucks? Uh, so I, I, like what what have the Lakers done this offseason? Like, is it, are they well, they got they signed Gabe Vincent as the backup point guard. He was on mm-hmm. Miami last year. They got Christian Wood mm-hmm. as like backup center. Um, For instance. What's that? Torian Prince. We signed Torian Prince. Um, and then we re-signed a lot of guys. Reeves is back. Jared Vanderbilt's okay. back. Oh, we got Cam Reddish as well. Cam Reddish, yes. Um, and then we drafted a couple guys. Uh, any other signings for the Lakers? No, that's yeah, that, so, that's what I, is, I mean, the biggest thing they did was kind of bring back the team that, that they had in the Western Conference Finals and then added, you know, some additional pieces. Exactly. So we've got right. depth just about every position. So I mean, yeah, yeah it depends on LeBron, I guess. His health. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, but I feel like this is this is the first time that we've set this team up to actually have a safety zone if LeBron does get hurt. Because I feel like Rui has been training with LeBron all off season. And you know, I feel like the league is not ready for what, you know, Rui and LeBron, you know, because when that, if everybody stays healthy, this bench, just think about this potentially the offensive power punch of this bench of Christian Wood, Rui Hachimura, and Torian Prince. Just those three alone, that offensively and just the way they can space the floor. Like, I think there's going to be, very few benches that are going to be, be able to match up with that anywhere in the NBA. That's my opinion, personally. 
And my thought too with the depth is just going back to Justice's point about, you know, LeBron's health. My thought too with the depth is uh, hopefully this depth allows LeBron to play less minutes during the regular season, which will hopefully allow him to, to stay healthier than, you know, instead of just running him into the ground like we have the past couple seasons. Um, right. But definitely it depends on LeBron's health, depends on AD's health, depends on Giannis's health. But yeah. hopefully they'll, hopefully everyone can be healthy. I would like to see. I would like to see a healthy matchup between those two teams. That would be a fun one. Yeah. I mean, I think Chris Middleton is like uh, – he could be – I mean, I won't call him an X factor like he's unknown, but, I mean, him as a third option is big. Yeah. I mean, yes. he's been asked to carry a lot of a load, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, For him sure. and Drew, was, they had to carry a lot of the offensive load. So, I mean – and they were consistent either. You know, so we got a consistent guy with Dame. Right. You know, yeah. we don't have to uh, worry about Middleton being off – Exactly. I, I, I feel yeah. it's safe to say that you guys have a big three. Absolutely. Yeah, and Middleton is the third. Asking him, you know, having him bump down to the third guy, I think helps a ton. And they restructured his contract, and he was, like, super cool. And, like, they low, they actually – I think they, he's on a cheaper deal now. I think he went from, like, $42 million to 35 right. So, like, yeah, that's just – it worked out really great for you guys, I think. Uh, and yeah, I agree. I think I think folks are top of me. I think, yeah, just – you know, taking that pressure off of, off of Middleton, you know, what Dame will do, like, I think will help his game so much as he's aging. So yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's a great, great pickup. And like, I mean, it just caught us all by surprise. Like I I cannot believe that that guy, that, that other guy called it, like, you know, Zen was talking about it. Oh, Reed. Yeah. Reed's the man. Blows my mind. mind. Yeah. Reed's awesome. We know. I had no, like, when I saw that first tweet, I was just like, what? Like, you know, because I was expecting Miami. I was expecting, you know, and in fact, like, I was expecting no place but Miami because I thought he'd veto anywhere else. But, like, yeah, just so, right. yeah, incredible trade. And, like, yeah, just I, I love what it's done for the league. It's been awesome. For sure. Uh, Justice, remind me, who did you guys – who's the Bucks' new coach? Who did you guys – replace Bud with? Oh, uh, yeah, Adrian Griffin. So, I mean, yeah, it's a lot of unknowns. We don't know was really too much about him. or something, or where did he yeah, come he, from? Yeah, he came from Toronto. Okay. He played in the league. He played in the uh, 06 championship with the Mavs. Okay. Against the Heat. Yeah. Got it. So, he played in the league um, quite a few years. I'm not sure how many. Maybe, like, at least 12, 10, 10 or 12. And he's been an assistant for, like, maybe 10 years. So, he, I mean, he knows the league. Yeah, so that's kind of like our guy, uh, Darvin Ham. That's kind of how he was coming yeah. in last year. He was a guy who played for the Pistons and was an assistant, obviously, for you guys with the Bucks. Uh, so, yeah, we missed him last year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> well, so anyway, like, yeah, on to, on to the next topic here. You know, Austin Reeves, you know, on the Zach Lowe podcast. You know, just dropping gems, dropping gems about, you know, throwing shade at Steve Kerr, (laughs) praising Darvin Ham, you know, his X's and O's. Like, that that was pretty cool. And, you know, um, Johan Buha and I, like, you know, shared something (laughs) in common for a little while. You know, we both were convinced that that Austin was going to play point guard. But then, you know, of course, 
Darvin Ham crushed our dreams and said D'Lo is the starting point guard. But you know, like I, I'm happy about that. I'm I'm happy that you know D'Lo is getting this love and you know his coach is standing up for him. You know, with the way the fan base has kind of turned on him, like you know, I like I said before, like I love the chemistry between him and Austin, and you know, I feel like you know whoever you name as the point guard, it doesn't really matter. Because they're they're switching back and forth anyway. It's like, you know, it. it I, I love the way they play, the way they do this. It's it's awesome. So, yeah, you know, it, it, it was so fun. You know, having Austin on the you know, on Zach Lowe's podcast. You know, what did you think about it? Oh, I thought it was great. I uh, I listened to the whole podcast, and uh, I just love how confident he is. Like they always ask him these questions on like you know, are you surprised by how quickly you ascended? Or like, are you surprised that you got chosen for the USA team? Or like, do you think you could be an all-star next year? And like, he's just so cool, calm and collected every single time they ask him. And every single time he's like, no, I'm not really surprised. And like, I think I can still take another step. And like, you know, he's just like, yeah, I'm still young. I'm still working. Uh, and you can just tell he just loves the game so much. Uh, and he's, it sounds like he just fits in with LeBron perfectly. Um, he spoke highly of the whole Lakers roster. He, he called it, he said he thinks we have the deepest team in the NBA. Uh, but specifically his, his, uh, how he spoke about LeBron, just saying how he's by far the smartest player he's ever played with, uh, and how Austin himself is a smart player. So when they play together, it's just super easy for them to, to play on the fly and, you know, just kind of almost be able to talk to each other just with their eyes. Um, which, which is awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for year three of Austin Reeves. Uh, like I said, I, I bought his shoes, you know, uh, so uh, I'll be I'll be wearing those this season as as we hopefully watch him take a leap. And uh, I agree with what he said on the podcast, which is I think he can take another leap. I don't expect him to be an all star this year necessarily, but I think certainly by next year he can be an all star. And I think he can be even this year like, a you know, at least a 15, 15 point per game guy who is can be played with pretty much any lineup and is like the ultimate connector piece. Um, but Zen, did you get a chance to uh, check out that, that Austin Reeves, uh, Jovan, uh, or Austin Reeves, Zach Lopo podcast? Yeah, I checked <laughs> it out. Um, I thought it was dope. Um, he had the best summer in the NBA outside of, you know, anyone here, here. that got a super max. But he has grown so much, just the confidence. You know, I was always hesitant. I was initially hesitant about him. Not that I doubted his skill. I doubted that he would get to where he need to be for a championship squad in the Le- LeBron James AD window. Um, but his growth as a player in from game one of last year to the last game is is remarkable and not only that not not only even after the postseason i think the way he was for team usa he grew so much more as a player um i think one this you can say the the superstar level and how he's carrying himself like i remember specifically um those games in the Philippines when he was coming off the bench and hearing that crowd roar. Um, it's like, holy shit, it's noticeable. 
Um, him being a lightning rod and being a spark for Team USA when they weren't getting any type of leadership from, you know, outside of Anthony Edwards, he was the most dependable player. Um, but even he's more poised. Um, he's more confident. Um, he knows he's he belongs. I he's the third best player on on the Lakers. And um yeah, so I'm looking I'm I'm really looking forward to how he grows this season. Yeah, and just a couple more points I want to bring up from that podcast that I just thought were really cool. First is uh, you know, and us Lakers fans, we know this. Austin Reeves is a huge golfer. But I did, what I didn't know is I guess D'Angelo Russell apparently is a huge golfer as well. And he told a pretty funny – he first of all said they – him and D'Lo golf together all the time as soon as they traded for nice. D'Lo. But he told a pretty funny story of during the Warriors series when they were in San Francisco, uh, him and D'Lo were playing, you know, a golf – were playing around a golf together at some course out in SF. And they actually saw Steph on the course and Steph was playing with some of his buddies – and it was like in between games or whatever in a, in a very heated Lakers Warriors series, which is cool. But it really made me realize uh, how important D'Lo is to this team. Uh, and, you know, I'm just excited that we brought him back. We got him back for value. It sounds like he's probably outside of LeBron. He's probably Austin's closest friend on this roster um, in terms of hanging out with outside of outside of basketball. Um, so I thought that was really cool. And then just another funny story from from that podcast was uh, Hecla's like, I read some story about, you know, how you grew up on this farm in Arkansas. And he's like, is it true that like when you were, uh, you know, uh, in grade school, you and one of your buddies got like chased around by a herd of cows on your farm. And like Austin starts laughing and he's like, yeah, actually like, it's like, yeah, we were out and like the, the I forget what happened, but something like set these cows off, like something went by like a loud noise or something, or I, I forget what it was. Uh, I think it was their neighbor's dog is what he said. Started like chasing after the, the cows. So then the cows started running away and then they were running towards Austin and his friends. And Zach Lowe's like, so how many cows are we talking? Like eight cows, 10 cows, 15 cows. Austin's like, no, nah, it was about like 38 cows. And I'm just like, holy <laughs> shit. Imagine 38 cows running at you full speed. And you're like a 10 year old kid with your little buddy. Uh, and he's like, yeah. And it, typical Austin, he stayed cool. Calm there. He was like, yeah, I just, you know, I figured I was pretty athletic at the time and I figured I could outrun him. And we did, we just outran him into the house. And I'm like, damn, like, I don't know. I don't know if I would have been able to outrun those cows. I might've gotten fucking stampeded, but uh, it was a funny little, a funny little side note from that podcast. That's funny. Yeah. And you know, I also, you know, I loved, the subtle shade that he threw at Steve Kerr. Yes. Subtle. <laughs> you know, yeah. The, I don't want to say I was left on an island, but it was like that most of the time. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so great. Oh, uh, that was awesome. Yeah, I just, yeah, I love that, you know. So anyway, um, you know, that, that'll move us on now to... Um, our next topic, and you know, this team this year—it's so damn deep. You know, I feel like the these scrimmages between the first unit and the second unit are going to be freaking epic this year. Like, you know, there we are so deep. We're twelve. We can easily be playing 
a 12 man rotation for the first, like, you know, good third of this season, maybe even the good half of this season. Um, it's, we're, we're that talented. And I feel like there's going to be that much competition, you know, because we're going to be fighting for a ring and everything like that. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, we know who um, four of the starting five are going to be, but we don't know who the small forward is going to be yet. Now, um, you know, I, I think I know who, I have, I have an idea who I think would be the inside track, but I want to ask you guys first, who do you think is going to have the inside track for that fifth spot? So this is interesting because Evan and I talked about this last week. Uh, and, you know, I had said, I think Evan and I had both said Vando. And I've actually changed my tune since then. Uh, and specifically to something that Evan brought up earlier, which is, uh, so yesterday, we're recording this on Friday, but yesterday, Thursday, was uh, Darvin Ham and Rob Palinka's like, media day for, for uh, talking to reporters for the beginning of the season. And so we got a lot of insight from both Rob and Darvin of what's been going on this offseason behind the scenes. And one of the things that uh, I believe they both brought up was how much Rui Hachimura has been uh, working out this offseason and specifically working out with LeBron James. Uh, and they said that LeBron, you know, who's in year 21, uh, is has been working out like he's in year one and they, he's been doing two-a-days. And apparently Rui's been doing those two-a-days with him. So, and we've seen, you know, Lakers uh, official Twitter and Instagram posted some pictures of them together in the, in the Lakers facility working out. So uh, I think because of that and because of, just the fact that Rui is, you know, does make 17 million. I know obviously you don't want to, you're not going to choose a starting lineup based on what guys make, but I think it certainly factors in the fact that, you know, the, the three options are kind of, in my opinion, Rui, Vando, and Torian Prince. Rui makes 17 million. I believe Vando's at 12, and Torian Prince is on like a biannual at like 4.5 or something. So, uh, you know, Rui's kind of significantly in the lead there. And uh, so I think between that, the off-season work he's done uh, with LeBron, which, you know, if he's working with LeBron, that means they might be on, you know, Lakers might be envisioning they'll be on the court together. So that's who I think, but I'm, I'm curious to see what, what you guys think. Um, so I disagree with, uh, with Evan on something. And, okay. um, you know, and I'm probably in the minority on this. I don't think it's four um, starting spots that's been locked in. I think it's three. LeBron, AD, Austin. Um, no, 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 no. Have... Um, Ham came out in the in a, in a press conference on Thursday with Rob Polinka and said those four guys are guaranteed. No, I, I, I understand. I understand. But here's the thing. I first of all, I think we're going to have the most competitive uh, training camp um, in throughout the entire league. Um. Because guys are are competing for two different things, they are they are competing for. Well, you have one set of guys that's competing for. Okay, who's going to be in the starting lineup? You also have, you have also have a thing where guys are going to be competing and who's going to be entering the starting lineup on those days that AD and LeBron are not playing, um, and who's also going to be in the closing lineup. I heard I understand what Darvin said. I get it. But I don't think, and this is an opinion. I don't think D has done enough 
to to be to say yes that starting one spot is mine and then also i would like to add this they also said that austin reeves will be having much more playmaking duties so it's like okay they're talking two sides of their mouth i'm just i want to ask you guys if gabe vincent outperforms delo in training camp and in preseason are we really going to say that he there's nothing he can do to to get that starting spot? No, you've got. I mean, you've got a good argument. You know, it's whoever's going to play better is should obviously be the one who gets the minutes for sure. You know, but um, you know, I, I so you've got to, you bring up an interesting point. You know, because because it could be that you know that Ham is saying that and could be just simply the kiss of death of like, you know, like this is your last chance. (laughs) Right. Right. Absolutely. And my only only thing I would, I would add real quick is that I understand we got to get past last season, but I just, if I'm connecting dots, I don't see how someone, you have two players, one player ended the season losing his starting spot in the playoffs. And then you had another player who was on a different team at the time lighting it up. So I, so I don't see where it, it just doesn't, there's something there that I'm, I'm calling bullshit. Like, wait, hold on. The last time this guy um, was on the, was on a court in a game, he lost his starting spot, but you're going, but you're, and during the summer, uh, his he lost his starting spot. His play was so poor that the market shrank on him, and he comes back at what a thirteen million dollar discount. And are we saying that um, he is for sure the starter when you took away his starting spot the last time he was in a series or a game? Yeah, I'm calling bullshit. Yeah, that's fair. I think, in my opinion, a lot of the, like, D'Lo losing his spot, I think a lot of that was matchup-based against the Nuggets. Because if you look at the series before against the Warriors, uh, he played really well that series. Uh, And he had that one game where he really lit it up. He was, like, 31 points, like, 12 for 17 shooting. Uh, So, like, even, you know, in that last month that the Lakers played, which included both of the Warriors and the Nuggets series, he did play well against the Warriors. Um, but yeah, he played horribly against the Nuggets and he got benched. Uh, and like Zen said, I think uh, I personally think that D'Lo will be the starter because I believe that he's going to come back strong. But if he doesn't and if Gabe Vincent does outperform him, totally, you know, as Darwin says, he's the one who said facts over feelings. So whoever the best player is in training camp and preseason, that's who I want on the floor. So if that's Gabe Vincent, totally fine with me. Again, these are these are good problems to have. Uh, but in my opinion, I, I do ultimately think it'll be end up end up being D'Lo. But uh, it'll be a good, like Zen said, it'll probably be the most competitive training camp in the league, and that'll be one of the top battles. Uh, is D'Lo and Gabe for sure? I think what may save D'Lo's butt in all that ultimately is his chemistry with Austin, because it may be, you know, you're you're looking at a trade off of you know his chemistry with Austin working out, or you know, switching Gabe Vincent. And the chemistry isn't quite as good, but you get maybe a little bit more production. And then, but then your bench takes a dip because the point guard, you know, 
isn't like vibing with everybody else. So like, you know, I think that maybe what, you know, saves him is that like, I feel like the two of them, like I said, it's, it's a really interesting, like kind of, you know, vibe that they have on the floor where like, you know, they, they, they kind of switch back and forth between who's playing the one and, you know, like, I think that may be what ultimately saves Dilo, but we'll, we'll have to see. Like, you know, Zen does bring up some good points because he is, he is definitely on thin ice with a lot of fans and, you know, like we'll, we'll see how quickly he is much, how thin, how much that thin ice, you know, applies to ham too. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. You make some good points there, man. Yeah. Um, no, we'll see. Hey, we have, what media day? Uh, recording this on Friday. Media days in three days. Yeah, yep. looking forward to it. It's about to be yes. showtime. That's right. That is right. And finally, we get basketball in eight days. Eight days. Yes. We finally get some basketball. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, why don't you t- 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 uh, excuse me? Kick us off to the next topic here. Yeah, so uh, moving on, changing sports here. Uh, like like Zen just said, we were, we're recording this Friday. So last night, my Green Bay Packers got uh, pretty pretty demolished on Thursday Night Football by by a good Lions team. Uh, I've been saying all summer, and I believe I said on one of the earlier episodes of this podcast that I I think I'm super high on the Lions. I think they're going to win the NFC North. I think the Packers ultimately come in second. Um, so I'm not surprised we lost this game, but I'm definitely surprised the manner in which we lost it. Um, I believe this final score was 34 to 20, but it was really at halftime. I think we were down 27 to three. So, uh, yeah, we had, you know, our two best O linemen were out to, to before the game even started, which was a bummer. And then the, a third starting lineman rolled his ankle, uh, and our backup lineman just looked like jv players uh especially against that lions d line with with hutchison and and some of those other guys so um and then to make things even worse uh i guess aaron aaron jones who's been hurt he played we all thought he was healthy but apparently he was just out there as a decoy because they never used him so they literally just ended up passing the ball like the entire game i think if you look at the numbers i think love had like 40 or 50 pass attempts in the total carries between both Jones and AJ Dillon was like eight rush attempts. So it's like, you know, 50 pass plays to eight running plays over a fucking 60 minute game uh, becomes pretty predictable when you're the defense. So uh, when you take all that into account, Angie Alexander was out, um, you know, I think it was, we at least came back a little bit in the half. Um, I'm very, uh, I'm, I'm still love super high on Jordan love. I think he looked great. Obviously, he he was not put in a position to succeed with that O-line. Um, but in the second half, he made a little bit of a comeback. He stayed kind of poised the whole time. Uh, never looked rattled. I still think just his his fundamentals are what excite me the most. Uh, just the way he moves in the pocket and his his throwing motion and how quickly the flick of the wrist uh, and like, yeah, how quickly he throws it with that flick of the wrist. Um, he can throw on the run. He can run, too. So a lot of these mistakes are partly that we're just an injured team right now. Uh, partly the coach is calling bullshit plays and partly he's just young and learning and these, he's going to have some ups and downs. So ultimately I think he's got all the tools to be a, a, a star in the NFL. And 
I think, you know, it's just going to take a little bit of time, which it did with Rodgers, too. Rodgers was 7-10 and 10 his first year as a Packer and then uh, won, his, won the Super Bowl in year two. So, um, yeah, anyways, that's my rant about the Packers. But uh, <laughs> we've actually got – this is funny. We've got Zen is a, uh, is a former Packers fan. Uh, he oh, renounced – he renounced his rights when Aaron Rodgers got traded to the Jets. So uh, he's he was not hurt by last night, but uh, I definitely want to hear hear his thoughts on on the game. So what do you think, Sen? Um. So those, those papers finally went through. Yeah, the f- papers finally went through. I'm officially a free agent. Uh, they, you know, what's funny? The papers were actually getting, um, you know, by um, you know, mail pigeon. The the waiver papers were actually going to get sent to New York. And then in four plays before the bird got there, it just took a detour. It's just (laughs) funny how that happens. Um, You know what? You mean Uh, you don't want to be a Jets fan? (laughs) uh, Yeah, just it was. Hey, we backed out of the cut. We backed out the terms. We didn't like the terms of the deal. So, um, you know, first of all, Montgomery, Jesus Christ. Like, talk about, you know, you might as well just call him Mufasa. Because he was definitely King Lion last night. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, Lions Jordan, pretty good, man. he did his thing. He did his thing. You know what? I will say this. Um, I think Jordan Love is a culture shock for him. Luckily, he is playing in a division that's wide open. Um, we'll see how far the Packers go. But that was a... The Lions, they look – you called it, Colin. I know you called it. Lions look good. Lions look good. And um, yeah. – but the, but you, you I, still – you, Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, you know, Bears are completely irrelevant. Justin Fields, he's going to find his way out of town. Um, the Vikings, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, we shall not name. But yeah, you know, it's it's the Packers. I, it's one of those things that I look at this as like a two-year project. I look at this as like, okay, you know what? Next year, when he has that first season under his belt, uh, me under his belt, and he goes in with that command. I'm waiting for his swagger to come in. I'm waiting for because even with this offseason, he there was a lot of uncertainty for a while. Is Rogers gonna stay? Is he gonna leave? But I think next season he's it's really going to um he's really gonna shine through. Yeah, you know, I have to say, you know, as a as an outside observer, you know, like I watched, you know, last week the game against the saints. And then, you know, this week too, you know, just, just cause they happened to be on my TV, you know, it was nationally televised for both of them. Um, and, you know, the thing that impresses me about him is that he's got really good poise. Like, you know, he, like things can go bad, things can go bad. And he, he keeps grinding and keeps grinding. And like, you know, he's clearly like a guy who plays better in the second half too. So like, yeah, you know, I, I would be hopeful. Like if, you know, obviously there's still a lot to, you know, he's got to work on, but like, you know, for a young quarterback, like, you know, yeah. If I was a Packers fan, I'd be pretty hopeful too. Like, you know, I, I enjoyed watching him play these past couple of weeks, man. 
for sure. Uh, and one other thing that I just want to bring up, this is an interesting uh, fact that I just learned about, uh, and it also obviously pissed me off a little bit, but uh, I, anyone who watched this game, it was, it was Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime, national game. Uh, it was very noticeable. It was a home game for the Packers at Lambeau Field, primetime game. Uh, and it looked like it was about 50% Lions fans there. Literally half the crowd was was blue. So I come to found out, find out today uh, it actually stems from this thing called the gold package back in the 60s and 70s that uh, the city or Green Bay was trying to get the city of Milwaukee involved to get be more involved with the Packers and get them to make, I think it's about an hour and a half or two hour drive from Milwaukee to Green Bay, uh, you know, get them to make the trip for, for games on Sundays. So they offered what's called the gold package, which is two tickets uh, every season, uh, two home tickets to uh, every season uh, for these cities, for residents of Milwaukee. And it, it was at a super like reduced price back in the 60s and 70s. And they stopped offering it like they maxed out like at the late 70s. Um, so all these people who got in early are like now like these, you know, everyone was joking on Twitter like, Oh, these fucking like old 75 year olds who didn't want to make the trip on a Thursday night, like sold their tickets to Lions fans. Uh, and so, yeah, that's that's how I ended up all these those Lions fans ended up there. And it was an absolute disgrace to uh, what's supposed to be one of the most sacred spots in all of sports Lambeau Field uh, to see, you know, half Lions fans on a primetime game where everyone is watching. Uh, and we got our ass beat was was just really was the 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 cherry on top but uh but yeah that's that's enough of the game uh but but one other football related thing that i do want to touch on this is kind of related to both evan and i's teams um so we're we're both in in kind of desperate need of a running back uh the ravens had uh well maybe not no the ravens not quite as bad as us but because Lamar Jackson's such a good runner. Uh, but the Ravens had J.K. Dobbins tear his Achilles in week one, I believe. Yes, and then the Packers, Packers had Aaron Jones. Uh, he, like, didn't – he strained a hamstring. And as we saw, he tried to come back last night, only played, like, four plays. And I think he's going to be dealing with that all season. And unfortunately, A.J. Dillon, who's supposed to be our highly touted second-round second second pick, backup running back, just looks – completely unplayable uh and so there's a big name running back on the market jonathan taylor that both teams have been linked to so uh we're joking you know who's gonna get jonathan taylor the packers or the ravens so i evan i wanted yeah. to hear your your thoughts on those trade rumors it, it better be the ravens <laughs> <laughs> like they, they need him they need him to take take pressure off lamar because like like he is their rushing game at this point like you know um you know, Gus Edwards is banged up also. And, you know, like, the, they need somebody to take some of that load off them. You know, because that offense, you know, was supposed to be a high-powered offense this year. You know, they've got all these receivers. You know, that offensive line was strong. But, unfortunately, injuries, too, has, have been just, you know, decimating that team already so much. So, you know, but they need Jonathan Taylor. They absolutely need Jonathan Taylor. So, yeah, you know. You guys, you guys are still like, you know, working on, you know, a, a rebuild season here. You know, we're working on a championship. Whoa, whoa, we whoa. need Jonathan Taylor here. So <laughs> hands off. 
Hey man, that's that's fair. And honestly, the the trade rumors for the Packers, uh, you know, at least a couple weeks ago, the rumored offer was AJ Dillon and a couple of second round picks, uh, or a second round pick this year and a second round pick next year. Uh, and I, as as I kind of alluded to, AJ Dillon's trade trade value has gone like this all season. So I don't even like if they offered that at this point, Colts would probably tell us to get lost. So uh, you guys probably have a better package, anyways. But uh, yeah, definitely will be interesting to see how that plays out, especially since a, I believe a report came out this week saying that uh, Jonathan Taylor, who comes off the IR, I think this week, week four, maybe week five, um, he doesn't. He says he's like not gonna play for the Colts even once he comes off the IR. So uh super shitty situation over there and it'll be interesting to see where he lands and uh you know hey if Ev- if evans ravens get it get him i'm happy they're you know if if he's happy i'm happy they're in the afc i got i got no problem i like like i said i i like the ravens so yeah, zen where do you think uh jonathan taylor ends up if, if you had to guess <laughs> i you know what this going i'm gonna throw out a wild card yeah. Uh I'm gonna don't be surprised, Tennessee. Interesting. Tennessee, because and I'm saying this because he's on my fantasy team. Derrick Henry has been playing like shit. Yeah. So so <laughs> maybe they need now, mind you, he is a power back. But we know with power backs, once you get to a certain one, you only can have so many uh seasons of three. 350 carries. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's taking a step back. Do they do they say okay? You you know you um, you start sharing the carries so we can preserve you. Um, so I'm gonna say Tennessee. Dark horse. Interesting. Interesting, you know, and like you know, that makes sense. Like with the whole running back by committee these days, you know, like yeah, share the load with two big guys. Like yeah, like. It, it could work. It could work. So yeah, I could see it. But like, yeah, like I said, Ravens need him. Ravens need him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I do see. Uh, especially what I have. I have multiple fantasy teams, and in an, in another league, I've got Derrick Henry as well. So I, I feel your pain there. Uh, and like you said, man, these running backs—they've just been tapering off. Even you know, younger and younger each year. It feels like it feels like now, like twenty-eight is old for a running back. I think Henry might be 29 or 30 and he's coming off a torn ACL. So yeah, it definitely looks like, uh, you know, they, they need help too. So it will, it'll be interesting to, uh, to see where, where he ends up, but. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's move on to our, our next topic here. Our next topic here is a nice little fun story (laughs) we've got here. Like apparently in Greece, um, a bunch of sheep, broke into a field of pot and ate the entire thing. And <laughs> and by reports, they got high and were were bouncy, more bouncy than goats by the description. So <laughs> I just thought this sto- story was great and just a lot of fun. And so I just wanted to have some fun with it and, you know, talk about it a little bit and see what you guys thought about it. You know, I just, I, I love stories like this, you know, that, People got to remember this is this is a beautiful, wonderful, peaceful plant. Like you know, it just made a bunch of bouncy sheep. You know, come on, this is and this is a great, wonderful story. Like, come on, love this plant. <laughs> yes, 
Yes. Uh, oh man, yeah. You, when you, I saw you, this, Kiva or uh, Indica. Oh, it sounded like if, they, if they're bouncing, it sounds like they, it must have been a sativa. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I saw this article floating around through a lot of the different kind of weed outlets, uh, news outlets online, and I was just dying laughing. I mean, it's just fucking hilarious. And I've had so many incidents. I'm sure Evan has too. We're both uh, both big pet lovers. Uh, I've had many incidents where uh, pets of mine or pets of friends, specifically, you know, mostly dogs and cats, have somehow gotten into edibles or even times where they've eaten, like in this case, like eaten actual weed, you know, weed plants where they've, you know, ripped into a bag of weed that I've had or whatever it is. Uh, And it always ends up, you know, funny. I've never had anything scary happen where you need to take them to the hospital. They just start acting weird and their eyes get red and it's, you know, usually they'll, they'll just go to sleep after a while, but uh, yeah, just hilarious. And uh Evan, I am curious. Have you had any any uh, experience, personal experiences with your pets uh, getting into your your stash and getting stoned? Thankfully, I I haven't, but I I've had many friends who have those experiences. Right, it's a, it's an age old yeah. tale. I've been I've been I've been lucky. Knock on wood. Like you know, I, I've yeah. had some close calls. Like you know, I've I've caught I've caught my dog with with a bag in her mouth. You know, like that. but like right. Nothing where nothing where there was you know irreparable damage. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it's a great funny story, man. What do you think, Zed? Um. Yeah, I've had a dog who took shrooms. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I had a dog. Had a, had a dog who took shrooms, and. Um, yeah, and it, it just got to the point where um, he would just sit down in just the most random places, just like just just have a seat, as if like yeah, um, you know <laughs> I've I've peaked in life, and you know just yeah, even like not too long ago, just you know I'm like, hey, can you please move? And he just looks at me, and he just has a seat. Just like in the in a hallway where I'm like, all right, look, I'm I'm it's either one of us have to move, and it's just like he's just like I'm done. Like um, I've I've seen the void. I've, I've seen it. I I I've peaked. So you're, you're just gonna just just let just give me some time. What uh, what type of dog was that, Ben? If you don't um, mind me asking, a pit bull. Oh yeah, people yeah. on shrooms. There you go. Yes. Yes. I, needed, I needed a visual image. In my yes, absolutely, absolutely. Hell yeah, <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh man, oh man. That, that... Oh, if I could stop laughing here, we could move on to the next topic. Here, I'll uh, I'll, I'll help well, you out. Is, uh, is, yeah, ahead, so. Bro. We uh, we have some real good news. Uh, we were talking about, uh, we talked about in the first episode, Ricky Williams, uh, you know, and we talked about the NBA removing uh, cannabis from their list of banned substances. I believe it was last year, maybe two years ago, uh, which was awesome. And so it came out this week that the NCAA is, uh, they haven't, uh, it's not finalized, but they're recommending to remove cannabis from, and specifically THC from the list of banned, banned substances uh, for all of NCAA sports. So not, you know, this is for all sports. So, uh, yeah, this would, this would be awesome. I think this is a huge win. 
Uh, again, we're talking about, you know, NCAA sports is a very expansive, you know, that goes to, to track and field and golf and all the sports that you don't really think about, um, you know, for them, all those athletes to have access to cannabis uh, to, to, to help their uh, both medical issues, stress issues, and just, you know, for personal use. Uh, and instead of painkillers or any of the other pr uh, prescription alternatives, uh, you know, I think this is a huge win and, uh, and hopefully it'll be uh, lead some of the other sports who haven't removed cannabis from the list of banned substances to, to kind of just make it a, a uniform thing across, across all sports and leagues. Uh, but curious to hear your guys' thoughts about this. Uh, Evan, what do you think? Oh, it's long time coming. Like it's, it's about damn time that, I mean, like stop punishing people for a totally. plan. You know, just it's it's not affecting any of you know thing that's going on athletically. It's not you know, it's not performance enhancing. It's not anything you know like just let it go. Like it's it's so wonderful that we're finally here in so many yeah. places. Like you know, I, when I was younger, like you know, I really like I was doubtful that prohibition would ever end, and like to see it like you know slowly fracture and slowly just kind of like you know, gain momentum and it's, it's just been great to see. And it, it's the acceptance, you know, it's really important because I, I think it's, it's going to improve quality of life for so many people, you know, it just stop punishing people for plants. <laughs> yeah. I can't say it enough. Totally. Zen, what are your thoughts on this? Oh man, I absolutely love it. It's long overdue, but you know what? I think this is the, first of all, the 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 whole thing was it, one it was outdated but also this is a crazy part for the longest time they're suspending they're suspending ostracizing ridiculing players who would test positive for THC yet if you go across the campus to the you know if it's not biology but uh organic science uh, organic sciences departments or, you know, where they're doing research, they're doing research on cannabis. Some universities even growing cannabis um, for quote-unquote medical purposes. So it's like, wait, hold on. You you have one set of students that are doing studies to see what's the benefits, but then the another sets of students who use it for those same benefits. And yes, if they want to get high um, after, you know, uh, playing a football game. Okay. You're, but you're suspending them. It, it just didn't add up. I think also the fact didn't the NBA in the last few months, take THC, uh, take cannabis off uh, their band. Yeah. So last off season. So I think last year was the first season. Okay. Off. So, uh, and they, they, yeah. And they stopped testing for it. Right. Yeah, I think this yeah. was the NCAA realizing that, Oh shit, we got a whole bunch of star division one athletes. Uh, I mean, and I, let's say even line it up with basketball that will say, Oh fuck. The NBA just stopped testing. So that mean the G league is go, will follow suit. These guys can just try to go to straight to the G League and bypass us. So they had to they had to make a move. Um, I think there's a huge changing of the guard with uh, with the NCAA and college sports. They've been getting away with murder 
for damn near a century. Um, and yeah, between the NIL and then now removing cannabis, they, they got to get with the times, um, or they're going to be outdated. Um, because I'll even say this, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for that 18 to 19 year old kid to say, uh, on the football side, because you know, that's probably the sport that brings in the most money. Uh, if I NCAA, I'm waiting for that 18 to 19 year old kid to say, you know what? Instead of me go play football for you know Nick Saban or whoever, let me just go hit up the rock because is there really an age um, limit or is there a, a, a minimum age for me to go play for the XFL and I just go play there for a few seasons and then uh, go to the um, you know then go up to the NFL draft? They got to change with the times, so I'm glad this this has happened long overdue. Yeah, yeah, man. Absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah, but, well uh, said, like, go ahead, Evan. No, I was just say, well said. You know, you know I, I appreciate you know what, your point of view and you know talking about like you know the 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 people that you know were getting excused for this and the people that weren't getting excused for this. That that's an important point to make, you know, because that's another thing that you know needs to come with a lot of legalization is amnesty. You know, we need to you know free a lot of people that have been wrongly can you know wrongly sent to jail for this plant you know stop punishing people for plants yes so yes well absolutely uh but moving on to our next topic we've got uh we've got our our weekly historical stoner circle aka uh gas or pass uh so i'll i'll be leading this one i these i came up with these three names i think we got a real good mix for you guys this week uh, so first one in uh, in the sense or uh, going on with our our Packers theme uh, and having Zan a former former Packers fan up here. Uh, first one is Aaron Rodgers in his current state, which means not playing football and injured and probably down to smoke a bunch of cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Evan, gas or pass, Aaron Rodgers. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you know. This one, I'm definitely gonna gas on this one. Yes. Yeah, Aaron's Aaron's an interesting guy, and like, yeah, I I could have a fun time, you know, sitting and talking with him and vibing with him. Yeah, like I I, I would dig that a lot. And you know, I also want to say before before I pass it to Zen here, um, that like you know, since he doesn't smoke, you know, you we can we can do this of like you know, I know he does take the occasional edible, so you can know, uh, we can, you know. No, I've burned enough. I have burned oh, yeah. enough. That I, no, I'm participating in this. You've game. earned your stripes. Oh, okay. Yeah, You've earned I've earned my stripes. Here we go. Okay, you just don't smoke anymore. My, my bad. No, my, it's my all good. I'm, look, I'm my passing. Apology. I'm passing. Because, I don't, look, I don't there need to go. smoke with someone that's condescending. All right? Because, <laughs> because I'm just thinking, this guy will probably say some shit to make me, um, you know, uh, he would probably make say some shit to make me feel bad. Like you know, I can see him trying to pass the uh, pass the spliff to me, or whatever, and just you know, and say, "Hey, have um, if I if I give you some like, there's a, a tincture that you can take and it can really you know help with your digestive system. You know, you might be able to lose that weight. <laughs> he might, you know, he uh, he might be coming up with too much solutions." Or you know, all of a sudden he wants to say, "Hey, let's uh, let's be silent," you know, for four days. No, um, no, I'm passing. <laughs> I'm passing. 
<laughs> hey man, that's fair. That is fair, and that's why I added him. Uh, he's definitely a, a polarizing guy, and uh, yeah. So for my my take, I would definitely gas with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but to Zen's point, I think a lot of people that aren't hardcore stoners like Evan and myself, uh, they could probably get weirded out pretty quickly by uh, by smoking with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm confident. <laughs> I'm confident that I would not not get weirded out and would be able to have yeah a super cool uh, deep conversation about just all sorts of weird shit. So uh, I would definitely guess, but. Uh, our next one, we got, uh, this is a movie character from one of my favorite basketball movies, uh, Jake Shuttlesworth from He Got Game. So to be specific, that was Denzel Washington's character, not not Ray Allen's character. So uh, Jake Shuttlesworth from He Got Game. Evan, uh, gas or pass? Uh, this, one, this one, I'm going to have to pass on. I'm going to have to pass. Jake's a little bit, a little bit um, kind of unpredictable. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel yeah. like we could be sitting smoking and like everything be cool, and then he just like turn on me. <laughs> he just look you look at him the wrong way. It's like <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So like I think I'm gonna pass. <laughs> Jake's a little too intense for me. <laughs> <laughs> Zen, what about you? Yeah, I, I as much as I love Denzel, I am going to absolutely pass for a couple of reasons. <laughs> so one, right. Let's just assume that he just got out of prison. Because remember, the movie ended with him going back to prison. So there's been a lot of advancements. Um, there's been a lot of advancements um, since he was, you know, since he was free. Since that so, movie came out. Yeah, since that movie came out, since he went back to prison, there's been a lot of advancements in the cannabis industry. So first of all, I do not want to, you know, have send him, give him something. And then he just fucking pass out because now he's in his 60s, you know, so it's like, I don't want to kill the guy. Next thing is, he did also kill his wife. So the thing is, I, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. Then all of a sudden, you know, he starts crying and then he starts like, you know, like, you know, trying. he might get like, get like a, he might have an epiphany and like, you know, see her in like, he might see her. Or pretend that he sees her, and then he starts trying to apologize. He starts crying, trying to hug her, and it's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't need any fucking flashbacks. And then, and then here's another thing. Let's say he, let's say he doesn't like what, um, what I gave him. He might try to kill me. I'm good. <laughs> Ultimately, yes. I'm good. Yeah, that, that's definitely ultimately where I landed on Jake Shuttlesworth. Uh, if yeah, your kids don't hurt. like you, I'm not smoking with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good rule. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it takes a strange cat for me to say pass. I think I passed on Julius Caesar in, in episode zero, but uh, Jake Shuttlesworth, hard pass. Uh, yeah, as Evan or as, as Zen alluded to, uh, well, both Evan and Zen alluded to, literally, like, anything could set this guy off. He's the most, like, on-edge guy of all time, uh, and yet does not have a good track record with violence. So that's going to be a hard pass for me, as much as I, I I would love to smoke with his son in that movie, Ray Allen, uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth. But, uh, yeah, going to pass on, on Jake Shuttlesworth. But, uh, 
Our next and third and final uh, gas or pass uh, um, guy for today is this is from one of my favorite shows. I know Evan's a fan of this show. Uh, not everyone has seen it, which is okay. But Lalo Salamanca from from Better Call Saul, which is uh, one of the all time. I won't you know won't give it away, but just generally, he's a villain and one of the all time villains, one of the best villains of all time. Uh, so Evan, gas or pass with with Lalo Salamanca? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I love this show, and I agree with you. One of the all time greatest villains. Like, and this this is a hard hard pass because like, you know. Like, with, uh, <laughs> you know, he could get you into so much trouble to where, you know, you're not, you're, you're going to actually, like, end up murdering somebody if you hang <laughs> out with him too much, you know, <laughs> like, he's, <laughs> and he just, he'll put you in a situation where, like, you know, like, you know, you're, you're going to be the one pulling the trigger, and, like, and he'll convince oh, you really. to do it, and, like, so, like, hard, Hard pass on the Alasakamaka. Absolute hard pass. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Zen, have you seen uh, Zen? Are you yes, familiar? Yes, I with have. Him? I have. And that's familiar? A, this is all a right. hard fucking pass. Hell <laughs> like, first of all, first of all, like the stuff that he would, you know, he's just shady. You know, he's just completely shady. So then it's just like all of a sudden I wake up and then there's like, you know, a hundred keys, um, you know, a hundred keys uh, that I, uh, you know, all of a sudden it's, he's like, okay, cool. Um, let me know when you get back, back across the border. Like, what are you talking about? You told me, you, you know, I told you that you need to take this last night when smoking. Like, no, like, no, he will, he, he will either get me killed or arrested or just like it, like you know, it's like permanent servitude. No, nope, not doing it. That's hilarious. Well, you guys actually talked me out of it. I was before I heard your response. <laughs> I was full on. I was full on ready to gas with Lalo. Uh, and just to give the the listeners ready to be insight, smart, huh? to give the listeners some insight. If you know, you know with Lalo, but uh, he's just like although he's a villain, the way that he acts as a villain is he's always like he's always smiling he's always got this smirk he's very happy-go-lucky like he's not an angry person at all he is but he kind of un is under the guise oh, of a friendly yeah he's charming as fuck and i'm like dude i i could probably get i could probably like have a good time with lala like as long as I like in my head, I'm like, as long as I don't get dragged into anything. But then after listening to Zen, I'm like, and Evan talking about fucking pulling the trigger. I'm like, all right, I think I'm, I think you guys talked me off the ledge with Lalo, as even though he's one of my all time favorite characters. Yeah, uh, this is what that. friends. This is what friends are it's for. It's your own good. It's Thank you guys. Good. I'm gonna pass on on Lalo Salamanca. Yes. Nope. <clears throat> um. But anyways, for our for our final topic here, uh, I've got a nice little surprise for our for our listeners and hopefully for our viewers who are watching this on on Spotify and YouTube. Uh, so uh, I think I mentioned on a previous podcast, but I'm a I'm a big sneakerhead, uh, super into shoes, and so we had some big news uh, yesterday. The LeBron 21s came out, his new signature sneaker. Uh, so I was very excited about these. I've been waiting on them for a while. So I ordered a pair uh, and I got lucky enough. Uh, I ordered from Dick's Sporting Goods and I guess the 
place where they were at was in Southern California, so they arrived today. So we're gonna do a we're gonna do a nice. live unboxing for you guys. So uh, nice. maybe while I go grab this box, Evan can uh, can readjust the format to just make me a little bit bigger here. Sure. But we got a sealed box for you guys. So this is truly the live live deal. Oh, and I'll take my I'll take my blur off. Sorry, guys, for the. Here, I on, wanna, the, on the fly technicalities. All right. So we'll give you the stage for a second. Here. So uh, confirmed, sealed box. Uh, we're going to unbox this bad boy and see what we got. All right. So we got this nice box here. Looks like a oyster shell or something all right here we go grab this other shoe all right here we go the lebron 21s <clears throat> let me bring my bring my friends back up here evan if you could help me out Get some feedback from everyone. Uh, yeah, so we got this cool, nice. cool white color. I think it's supposed to, the whole shoe's supposed to resemble like an oyster shell. It's nice. Uh, I'm always into my favorite is the low cut shoes. I, I can't pull off any sort of high top. So if it was high top, I wouldn't have bought it. So yeah, nice low cut. Got a bunch of padding. And for the uh, LeBron haters, uh, I don't know if you can see that, but we got a, oops, let me, we got a, we got a hand with four rings on it. Uh, so I think we know, I think we know whose hand that is. So anyways, LeBron 21's very excited about these. I'll, I'll let you guys know on Twitter once I test them out, put them on, do the do the wear test. I'm all about. I don't. I don't buy sneakers to let them sit. I buy them to wear them. So uh, I will definitely be be testing these out, uh, and I'll be hoping that LeBron will be wearing these on Media Day Monday. That's usually his thing. Is he releases his sneaker right before Media Day, and then he shows up wearing it on Media Day. So uh, so yeah, excited. Yeah, those are awesome, man. That's awesome. <clears throat> well, hey, man. Like you know, appreciate. Appreciate having you here today, Zen. You know, it's been a lot oh, of fun. Oh, I loved it, man. Loved it. Loved yeah, it. Yeah, thanks it. for coming through, man. Of course. Of course. I was happy uh, when Evan uh, said the road through. I loved it, man. So anyway, man, like, so we're going to sign off here. And, you know, everybody take it easy and stay zooted.